Jesus Church College. Join hosts Richard Tamburrow and Molly Inman as they chat with other faculty and guests about church, the Bible, theology, and learning the way of Jesus here in Portland. This week, we get our final episode on 21 Days of Prayer, and we're talking about doing battle with God. Hey everyone, so welcome to the podcast. I am sat here with, uh, well, not sat here, we're more distant, but with Molly and Crooksy. Um, and it's our last week we've been doing the 21 Days of Prayer. If you don't know what that is, go back and listen to the last couple of episodes. It's been a really cool season where we've been pushing in on some prayer themes and using the Lord's Prayer. And so this last week we've had, um, now where did we pick up? Was it Forgive Us? Us, forgive sins. us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us and deliver us from, from the evil one. From temptation and, and the evil one. Temptation and the evil one. So we've had some stuff going on around those themes. And uh, so, yeah, it's the, it's the end of the week of trying some of that stuff. And so we're going to have some chat about what it's been like, uh, maybe like highlights as well as lowlights and what what's been challenging things like that so let's start with like the happy joyful easy what's been a highlight hmm. for you guys as we've been in this season at the end of the lord's prayer we kind of hovered there this week praying a bit more about those things i think i have been encouraged by like you guys the people that are listening the, the members of Westside who have been intentional to reach out to me via email, Facebook, Instagram, just to like testify to the fact that God has been speaking to you. Like that has been something that um, like more than anything else, we want to hear like the the encounters that people are having with God, the ways in which he's speaking identity, the ways he in which he's speaking encouragement, comfort, strength, forgiveness, all of these things. And it's just been my joy to be able to connect with you for those of you who have reached out and just to hear like the deep and inner workings of God's encounter and love as you open yourself up to the love of God. So that's just been a huge highlight for me. That's really cool. Yeah, I could agree with that. Had uh, some similar messages. And I think uh, like a personal highlight for me is that it's kind of weird when you're like writing all the blogs that a lot of it is stuff that you kind of know already, but getting that fresh reminder mm. of some truth. And I think especially centering around um, forgiveness, we can like, well, at least I know I can like sometimes like get a real warped view of like sin and blah, blah. And like then just the pull in my heart to not want to engage with that kind of like, you know, shows its face every so often, but like coming back to the truth that like, like, for, like confession and forgiveness all go together. And this is like, not something that we should shy away from as Christians. Like this is like one of the best things about uh, following Jesus. So um, yeah, it's been like nicely reminding and like nicely realigning my heart with God and that I can agree with him that some of the things I do aren't okay, but I can also agree with him that he's 
loving and compassion and deals with them. So like moving out of a place of like, I'm worried and I don't like this into a place of hope and love and forgiveness has been really refreshing over the course of this week. That's really cool. I've, I've had a similar like, oh, this has like reminded me and encouraged me to push in. Um, I think it's a season where it's almost like I'm praying to survive and then also some of my prayers are like, oh, God, I kind of want to moan about this or, or like talk to you about why this is hard. Or I was like, oh, I'm just going to pray for God to do more stuff. Like, I want the world to be different. So I'm just going to pray for all of those things. And, it, you know, I, the world hasn't changed overnight, but it's just been encouraging to have that outlet. But also the feedback loop then of like, God, um, I don't know, like peeling the onion of like where that stuff's coming from, um, helping me to engage with it, helping me to think about it in different ways. And so, yeah, like in a challenging season, like leveling it, leveling up my like, hey, I actually get to like stand in the world and ask God to to do things in the world, like to change things in the world. Um, Yeah, it's been really good. Like, it's not like I never do that, but it, like I've because I've pushed into it, it's almost been like a rediscovery. Like, mm. wow, this is so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's been really encouraging. Now, if God answers all the prayers, then we'll have to do another podcast where I'll be like, Yes, God's kingdom has now fully come, and I'm super encouraged. But that may be like we'll have to wait for Jesus to come back to fully get that yeah. prayer request answered. That'll be a good episode though. That that will be a good episode. Yeah. So uh, what on the flip side, um, like what's been a challenge? Hmm. hardest thing about these areas of like forgiveness and intercession it's just so nerve-wracking isn't it that it's one of those things that like 2020 has been tense and i feel like we're all hearing a bunch of stories of um nervousness about connecting with family for the holidays who maybe don't share political opinions or COVID management strategies and like just kind of like a lot of tension could be coming up in that, do you know what I mean? And it kind of feels nerve wracking and it feels more natural to us to just try and like maintain some peace when we see family and hope the conversation doesn't come up. Um, So I feel like that's just something that maybe not so much of a low light per se, but more of something that's like, I know that this thing is good, but when it actually comes to doing it, there's still nervousness and fear around that. So like that's been, that's been challenging to step into. Yeah. 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 I think kind of similar to that, um, there's there's that running joke, I think it's from like Evan Almighty or Bruce, one of the Almighty's, where he says like when you ask God for patience, he doesn't just give you patience, he gives you the opportunity to be patient, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I've noticed that over these past, like over this past week and even the week prior, as I've been like asking God to grow in my capacity of sensitivity for like asking for forgiveness, like wanting that to be something that I regularly do. Uh, 
it, because it heightens my sensitivity towards like sin ultimately. And I think as much as that has been so good, I also like, it's hard work. Like it's the inner work of asking God to like purify me by like leveling up, if you will, my sensitivity to when I need to ask for forgiveness, whether it be like a, a harsh tone I take with my husband or, you know, a flippant comment I made to a friend that was actually pretty insensitive to the season of life she's in. Those types of things, you know, maybe I, I, I used to navigate life uh, like a little less aware of that. And now I, I've just been feeling the invitation to to be sensitive to, you know, those types of things and therefore like humbling myself and asking for forgiveness for others uh, has just been a hard work. I think it's good. Kind of like what Chrissy was saying, like it's good stuff, but it doesn't make it any less easy. Mm. Yeah. And even like tomorrow, like a peek behind the curtain, like tomorrow's blog um, kind of like has some foundations in first John one, like, and just it all mm -hmm. being about like, if you're in denial about your sin, you're crazy and you're calling God a liar. But if you're honest about your sin, then there is forgiveness for you. And it's yeah. just that like, uh, like flipped upside down the way we have of thinking about things that if I admit, admit something out loud, there's going to be trouble for me. When actually the truth of what the Bible says is if you are honest about your sin, then there is forgiveness for you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I feel like sometimes you just, we just need like constant realignment with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think the challenge for me has been like around forgiveness as well. It's almost the flip side of what you're saying. Like, I'm I'm pretty comfortable receiving grace from God. On, not on the basis of like, oh, we're okay now because Richard, you fixed that thing. Like it's been put right. It's all been processed and dealt with. Mm. Um. But then the challenge of like, oh, do I forgive others that same way? Because I'm mm. my wiring is to like want to make the world right. Mm. And so, you know, just like checking in my heart. And I mean, I've taught in the theology of this so many times. Like it there is like a cost, like when when we want to forgive, like if I have to forgive Molly because she's stolen a 20 out of my wallet, like I'm down 20, right? So like it always costs us something, but um, the the reality as a Christian is like Jesus is like I've got that covered. Like, don't mm. worry about twenty. Like, I've I've paid for her twenty. If you need twenty, I'll give you the twenty. Like, it's okay. So we've got this freedom, which is really profound to forgive. So we're not forgiving out of this like, oh well, you know, God forgave me, so I guess I've just got to like suck it up and deal with it. Yeah. God's not like forgive others and just suck it up. He's like, no, I'll let me make the world right and you can go forgive people. And so, yeah, there's a freedom in it. I, I just think that's really challenging. It's like a good reminder, especially like, man, if you're at home with kids, parenting is like really intense at the moment, all these extra challenges. So that's where I see it coming out. Where I'm like, oh, uh, you know, it's hard. Like you've got to help your kids move forward. Go and make things right. Push towards that but not being like Mr. Grumpy Unforgiveness Dad yeah. because things are not right. So, yeah, it's an interesting one this week. So what what else, like, in these topics has have you been thinking about? Um, 
Yeah, it's week because Sunday is like a great launch point, and then we've been practicing it. Like I'll I'll just throw out one example when it comes to intercession is like as I've been excited to intercede, I've kind of been like, well, what can I ask for? I think, mm-hmm. you know, where you're like, well, I don't want to, you know, have like just big picture prayers that are really aspirational, but so vague, like, oh God, I pray you just like transform the world. And you're like, well, what would an answer to that prayer look like? But actually like praying for specific things. This is this was like a part of it for me. It's like, man, I'm I'm praying God would do something, but um in in talking to God about it, it's not just the result I care about. Like I'd like to see this happen or I'd like to see like this get resolved in this way. Or I'd love for there to be like a God story and mm-hmm. how this comes about. Or yeah, it's I, I don't know. I, I feel like if you open the box of intercession and just like tip it out on the table and like, yeah, what things do you want to see change? It's just like a big messy pile of stuff comes out. Mm. But into having intercession as a space to process like, man, what exactly should I be asking for and challenging myself to be like, would I actually know if God answered this prayer? Mm. Am I praying in faith? I mean, what do you guys think about that stuff? It's like it seems like it's an interesting balancing act. Like, I don't want to be too OCD and be like, "God, I'd like you to do this exactly this way on this date," you know? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like one of those things that is really, like, is really challenging when you get into it because I think sometimes the way we talk about, like, even like praying before like gatherings on Sundays and we just say things like, God, we just pray that you show up and you're like, well, yeah, like I can stand by that prayer, but like, what on earth does that mean? Like, what will that look like? Yeah. Start to pray in less vague ways, then you do open yourself up to being able to like watch carefully for the answers to come. But then it also opens you up to like, do I really believe that that thing can happen? Mm. Like, and if you pray like for God to show up for someone, you're like, okay, cool. I can stand by that. But if you pray for like God to do something specific, like heal this person, you're going to know whether he answers that prayer in that moment. So that's good. You can watch for his answer. But when you're praying it, then it causes you to like assess your faith levels, which can sometimes feel, I don't know, for me, like a little bit uncomfortable but um, it's, it's still a good challenge because when we pray those kind of like vaguer prayers, maybe we just think we're leaving it open to God to interpret how he knows best, how he can answer. So we're leaving it in his hands. But at the same time, it leaves my faith free to be at quite a low level because um, God will do all the things and I don't need to really worry about it and I don't even know how he's going to do it so I don't need to believe too hard I'll just be like yeah fine right, okay you do it mm-hmm. so yeah. asking for those specifics I think um, yeah you don't want to you don't want to be like God it has to be this way or else I'm not playing anymore but when we ask specifically for something we can watch out for the answer and it challenges our faith so that we can grow in it I think like that's like a really in the end, a really fun developmental thing. 
Yeah. I think too, um, I think something that's been helpful for me in the area of intercession, and it's something we actually uh, got to walk through uh, at one of our seek nights last week, um, is the opportunity to invite God into the, to clarifying what it is that he wants me to intercede for. Because my personality gets so overwhelmed with the like prospect of intercession because I start to immediately assume like, oh gosh, now I need to be interceding for everything all the time. Otherwise, you know, God's not going to move, which is brokenness in me and broken theology all over the place, but something I struggle with. So inviting God to actually clarify what it is he wants me to intercede for. Uh, and the practice we did was an imaginative prayer practice where, you know, we're seated, we're seated at the table with Jesus and we ask him to bring someone to the table. And then we just ask Jesus some questions like, what, what, who is it that you want me to pray for? Bring them to the table. What is it you want me to pray for them about? What does it look like for me to encourage them in this season? What does it look like to intercede? I think for me, at least inviting God into those spaces has been a helpful way for me to tune into the heart of the father and what it looks like for me to faithfully intercede for others, especially in, in the season of 21 days of prayer. Yeah. Cause it's kind of a mixture. Like in the Lord's prayer, we've got thy will be done. Mm-hmm. But if we just pray like, okay, Jesus, I pray today your will will be done. It's like, yeah, well we've covered everything, but we've kind of got no idea what we prayed for. Right. So we haven't really engaged. Like it's, it's kind of empty in some ways. And actually, knowing that God's like in charge and knows what he's up to if we're like overwhelmed or exhausted or like there's loads of states we could be in where we're just like oh Jesus I just need you to do something and that's like that's still a real prayer um but if you're not in a place of like I just can't push any further in then it's good not to just stop there yeah um and so I like the sort of who does God bring to the table, talking to God about them stuff. So I wanted to ask you, Crooksy, like, do you have any ways of like thinking or praying that help you get to like who should be like or who or what should I be praying for today? You know, like when you just got so much stuff that you could possibly pray for, how do you get to like, oh, I'm going to talk to God about this today? Um, yeah, I do. So I kind of have a little bit of a rhythm for just like that kind of like day to day, you know, like Monday morning, I pray for this thing, Tuesday morning, I pray for that thing. But it's when God sets something on your heart and you kind of like need to break the routine. I'm quite a spontaneous person at times, but I can also like cozy down into a routine and get set in that. So when God sets stuff in front of me, I just need to be paying attention to that. And a lot of the time, something that really helps me is that like I start off my times with God in the morning by reading. And I'm just like reading his word and I'm paying attention to what he's drawing my attention to. And like sometimes that does like make me think of like a certain thing that's going on right now in the world or a certain person or whatever like an, an example uh, could be um when so I, I do this thing called bible read through i read a book of the bible every week and then i meet up with a few friends and we have a book club and we talk about it 
And when COVID first hit, we were all like really shocked with how much we saw stuff that was relevant to 2020 in in the Bible. And there was one bit, I can't remember, forgive my ignorance for a minute. I can't remember if it's in Ezra or Nehemiah, but it's one of those like return to the land things where I think it's Ezra and they're trying to rebuild the temple, but uh, the the king or the emperor said it was fine. And then there's a new one and he says it's not fine. And they had to stop and they had to stop for like uh, until the reign of not the next king after him, but the next king after him. And then it was like straight to Wikipedia to find out how long Xerxes II was king for. Turns out it's only 44 days, but like they stopped working. They stopped their purpose for like well over a year. And um, I was just like, right, okay. God has done this thing before where his people have been stranded from their primary purpose. And I bet they just didn't sit around and do nothing. And eventually like they wrote the letter and they did the thing and they got the thing going again and it was good. But like, I just like pause in that moment to think, God, thank you that you're going to preserve your church and your work and that we can rely on you. You've done this before and you've proven yourself trustworthy. So I'm like paying attention to what the word says and like paying attention to how the spirit is speaking to me about how that like uh, intersects with my life or like maybe some things that are going on with other people. And I'm like, right, yes, I can pray for them. Like sometimes you're reading, like recently I read, Proverbs and there was a verse about how if a righteous person falls down seven times, they're still going to get up. And I immediately thought of one of my friends who's like had a bunch of stuff pile up on him in this season. So I stopped and I prayed for him that like, even if he keeps like stumbling, that he would remain faithful and that he would be able to get up. So I'm paying attention to those things and God speaking through his word to help inform and guide my prayers. Yeah, I love that because when when you're using God's word, it's like the spirit loves to meet you there. It's almost like when we imagine the Garden of Eden and like, man, it'd be so cool to just have the expectation like, oh, I'll probably bump into God here. Mm. Like the word of God's like that when it comes to like the spirit speaking to you. But the spirit can like nudge you and be like, oh, you should pray for this dude or, or even you should do something. Yeah. Um, but so often some of the content of what God's already put in his word then helps to direct like that prayer or that action. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. You're like, you could be out for a walk and someone come to mind. You're like, Oh, I just really feel like I should pray for them. I wonder what's going on or I wonder what I should pray. But I love that when God speaks to his word, I don't know. It's it's like double the value sometimes. Yeah, You kind of get that extra guidance, don't you? And it's those moments as well, like when you're out and you get a sense that you need to pray for somebody and not knowing what's going on with them, you kind of feel like you're a little bit in the dark. But I think like the simple question of like, God, give me your heart for that person and like paying attention to like how he's like revealing his heart through his thought, like no one knows the heart of the Father, like the Spirit and the Holy Spirit is within you and you can know what's going on and then it's like operating out of a mindset of like faith and trust listening praying and i think in those moments like getting in touch with that person and being like hey mate 
um, felt like God put you on my heart today and I was praying like this stuff, like if that means anything to you, then like I want you to be encouraged. And if there's anything else I can do for you or like other ways I can pray for you, let me know. And then before you know it, like you're able to support someone and those things like God, God isn't stingy with like revealing his heart for people. And it's really good to have that and make use of it so that we're praying for what God wants us to pray for. And it's, it's actually not rocket science and God's not withholding. So it's really good. Yeah. Another thing I like to do is like use physical space. Like, uh, our house is not often empty anymore. <laughs> I can't get a lot of time ever. Um, but like when like Anna would be out and the kids have gone to school, if I was still at home, it's kind of fun to like walk around the house in different rooms and like use that to kind of as a stimulus to like ask the spirit, like what to pray for and mm. In the same way, like sometimes at church, you just like walk around the church and then like in different spaces, it just, yeah. It's a way, I don't know, like my my brain, I've, I'm carrying around such a strong idea of my my agenda all the time. And, and a lot of that stuff is like good stuff God's given me, but that's the easy stuff I'm going to pray about because it's right at the top of my mind. But then like physical space, it could be a way to shake up some creativity or like mm, just open know. myself. Yeah, like hear God on some other things that might be worth praying for. I, I guess that extends like that can be intentional. Like I'm going to go work, walk around and pray or walk around my neighborhood. Um, but sometimes it's just a matter of like who you're with and where you are throughout your day, you know. Mm. Um, although I, do, I don't tend to do that in the moment, but that's more of a like, looking backwards where well, i'm like oh like who did god bring across my path mm. sometimes it's like someone i sat and chatted with for an hour but sometimes it's like someone i saw in the back of the store and i'm like oh, i'm gonna pray for that dude i don't know who they are i don't know what the story is you know so sometimes it's like in the moment intentionally going and seeking it but sometimes i don't know it's like your imaginative prayer, Molly, of like who's God bringing to the table. I'm almost like imagining my way back through the day or back through the week and be like, oh, yeah, who actually like crossed paths with me or what crossed paths with me? I think that's something that's been so good about uh, these like 21 days, things that we're not like the goal isn't to give like 21 different prayer topics that you can pray for. Like the goal is to grow closer with God by practicing different things and like taking something like, I think it was on like day four or something that uh, Jamie wrote the blog about like uh, getting out in nature and seeing what God brings to your mind. But you can take that practice and apply it to any, any space at all. Like walk into your kid's bedroom and be like, God, draw my attention to something that's going to like help me to pray for my dudes and like taking those little things or like the imaginative prayer stuff and being like, okay, um, I know that I can use this at any time to help me to know who and how and like what to pray. So yeah, that's really fun. Yeah. So I've I've got something that I feel like God put in my heart for seat night. I think we might have talked about it at the beginning of the 21 days. Um, but it's intimacy. Mm. 
So I wanted to ask you guys, because like debriefing, I'm almost thinking of debriefing like the whole 21 days now, right? And the two people that come to mind would be someone who is like, I tried, but that was really hard. And I, I didn't feel that intimate doing this. Mm. So like, it'd be good to talk a bit about that. And then there's there's like another person that comes to mind is like, and you guys might have other people you can think of that come to mind, but someone who was like, yeah, that was like, I felt so close to God at bits of these 21 days. That was awesome. Um, like, how can that be my normal? Mm. You know? Mm. So have you guys got any thoughts about like those sorts of challenges? Like what, what about, like I did it, but because I feel like that word intimacy is like, I don't know, especially in the week on intercession, like we might think the goal of this is like to see God's kingdom come and see God's mission move forward. And and that's all true. That's all good. Mm -hmm. But the thing God put on my heart was like, yeah, but the thing I'm excited about, like I want you to really lay a hold of is that I want there to be intimacy. Mm-hmm. And, and like prayer is talking to someone we can't see, taste, touch, smell, like, it's so weird compared to all other relationships mm-hmm. that, yeah, sometimes it does just feel, I don't know, do you ever have those moments where you're praying and a bit of your brain says, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you weirdo. Yeah. yeah, sometimes I think about the stuff we do at church and I'm like, if you landed in from another planet, you'd be like, why are you guys just standing in rows singing? Yeah. Weird. We, we are weird, but... <laughs> I'm glad that we have the wisdom of God so that we can see through our weirdness, but there's no denying that in comparison to the way that this world works, we are weird. And um, I think the intimacy part, because we've been talking all along about how the goal of this time was to grow closer to God. And when we set intimacy with God as um, what the final destination will be, I think that's really good, like something to be desired and moved towards. But there's definitely a process of growing closer to God that happens over time. And this can be an important part of someone's journey towards intimacy, even if they don't um, quite get all the way there or like feeling all the way there yet. And I think like what you're saying about how like we can't see god or like all that stuff it's a different type of relationship than the ones that we normally experience but sometimes we apply the expectations of a normal relationship to it and then our expectations aren't met and i kind of think that there are like very few relationships in your life where you can go through a time where you're maybe not invested in that relationship so much but then when you see that person again, you just click back in to how it was. That's something I, I feel like living on the other side of the world from my family, it works a little bit differently with them than it does with my friends back home. That if I don't, I, I talk to my mom once a week on the phone. And when I phone her once a week, I don't have to go through that process of feeling like I'm comfortable with my mom again it just clicks in and it's fine. But with some other friends who maybe I haven't spoken to for you know, months or maybe like at all very much since we moved here, you do kind of need to like build that relationship up 
a lot more. So expecting it just to be the way it was doesn't really always work out, but it doesn't mean the relationship is dead. It doesn't mean the friendship is gone, but it means you just have to do a little bit more work to get there. And at the same time though, like I feel like God has a little bit of that, like we can work towards relationship feeling on our end, intimate. There is that aspect of it, but he probably operates more like my mum than he does like my friends where I phone my mum once a week and she doesn't hold it against me that I didn't speak to her every day that week. Do you know, she's like happy that I have a relationship with her and I'm glad that she's my mum. And I'm glad that uh, I know that she's glad that I'm her son and we just click back in. If I didn't phone her for two weeks, though, she'd probably let me know <laughs> that that wasn't okay. And she does want to have like a closeness in our relationship. I think it's just one of those things where we have got those special relationships where we know each other like really closely. And there's some aspects of how our human relationships work that kind of like smush together somehow in our relationship with God, or at least we can see some of how our relationship with God works through some of how our relationships with people work. So I guess for the person who's thinking, I don't feel super intimate yet, I'd say like, keep going, keep working on the relationship, but know that if it was hard for you and if you didn't like always find it easy to keep up with, like just know that like God is going to be delighted to hear from you and he's going to be delighted to hear from you more often than not. So like, don't think, I don't feel intimate with God, so I'm, I'm, I'm not into this anymore and, and quit. Keep going and, and invest in that relationship. Yeah, when we run it through the lens of relationship, we can kind of spot if our expectations might be funky. Because mm-hmm. like, I, th- I think sometimes, um, especially like when we're new to Jesus, he so meets us where we're at. And sometimes like at church or I, it could be anywhere, but like classic thing would be like at church, you know, in the midst of worshiping, like you just feel like God's so close and like so powerfully like reaching out to you and wanting to interact with you and, and that, that kind of closeness. Um, and then we can kind of come to prayer expecting that it's going to be the same dynamic, mm. but actually the the tools of like making god tangible to us when we're like gathering or at a conference or something like that have so much to do with like things that we might not have at home in a prayer time like the way god's moving in a community of like people that are sat beside us or like what god's doing with us as a group or things like that it just there can be a difference and like i don't think the kind of relationship god wants to have with us is like every time we pray is going to be like this the most amazing first day ever yeah because there'd be no depth to the, like we'd be constantly just in awe and excited and surprised but it's hard to have any depth to a relationship like that like it can be really exciting but it doesn't actually produce much you know and so i think god kind of especially if we're praying like just us, like we're getting alone with God and trying to develop habits and rhythms of like God connectedness. It's not going to be like every time's a mountaintop. 
like it like a lot of the times might be an old married couple you know or just i don't know even what illustrations to use but it could be so many other things but if we have only ever really had that like tick the box of intimacy when it's been like a powerful mountaintop moment then we might be like oh i'm not sure i can tick the box of intimacy while i've done the 21 days of prayer because i didn't have a mountaintop it's like yeah but that doesn't mean you're not growing intimacy like if you dated someone like three times a week for three weeks would you be like oh yeah i totally know them i'm so close we click we commute like no it's still there'd be so many unknowns but it's really easy and this is where like in our human relationships like if someone was like yeah i don't there's so much i don't know about them so i don't think it's going to work out i'm not going to see him again you'd be like well don't you want to like communicate and ask him you know so if we if that was a human dynamic we'd be like well that's not right but if we're realizing there's so much about god we don't know it's really easy for us to be like uh it's not working out you know yeah it's just yeah so it's a really interesting like comparing our human relationships i love i love that direction brooksy i think too um like the the spiritual formation perspective I want to offer as well is that if we have an maybe a broken or unhealthy way in which we relate to others, communicate with others, build trust with others, that brokenness is going to impact the way we understand and interact and build intimacy with God. So for example, if I, you know, have Uh, some attachment issues where I withdraw and don't tend to trust people because I don't think that they are for me, then that narrative, that perspective is also going to be something that I bring into my relationship with God, where I actually might feel even subconsciously, like I keep God at an arm's distance so that he can never like disappoint me so that he can never let me down, those types of things. And I think those are really important assessments to keep in consideration as we talk on the like aspect of intimacy with God, that God actually wants to heal those parts of you and and redeem and restore. And like those parts of you that, you know, might impact your way you relate to others and also ultimately how you end up impacting um, the way you relate to God. Uh, So I would encourage you, like, it's okay. It's okay. If intimacy with God is something that is uh, more of like an in process or, like a, a journey that you want to go on rather than a destination to arrive to after three weeks. Like it, it, it's an ongoing process of being formed into the likeness of Christ. And that means that there's going to be some, some brokenness that is exposed at the onset, especially if intimacy with God is something that we're pursuing for the first time. Um, so that's just, a, whoo, there's the timer. <laughs> there's the apocalypse sound. Okay. That was good. You were kind of at the end. Yes. Even though that did surprise us. What's what have we got as like leftovers on the table? Is there anything? So I've got one. I'll go first. Like in the midst of having asked God a ton of stuff and spoken to God about a ton of stuff this last three weeks, um, I guess it's a twofold thing. Like Crooksy has kept banging that drum in the blogs of like write it down, write it down. Like, don't forget to keep going back because there might be a lot of the encouragement might come of like over the next few weeks or months or like however long, like, wow, God did answer that prayer. And so 
like keep looking for what God's doing. Um, and the, the other side of that is like, share it. Um, like we know how we get fed when someone's got like an amazing God story, like mm-hmm. that's really cool. And so if you've got one share, like let people know about it. Yeah. Um, e- like even email us, like anyone on staff or the podcast or the church or like whatever. But when God does stuff like that, that's the sort of stories that should be told that we want to feed on as well. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's an encouragement. Like keep looking and keep talking about those things. What about for you guys? Um, you, yeah. have, you don't have to conjure something up, by the way. It's okay to be like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. <laughs> um, I really agree with that, Richard. And like sometimes these kind of like more focused seasons can feel like it's almost something akin to like an investment where like you do a bunch of praying and then you that's your investment and you wait for the answered prayer to come. So like keeping on watching and waiting and hope and faith, is, I think is really important. I think I I just kind of want to communicate to people that um like just well done and like this season like this year has been crazy and if you like compiled a list of all the difficult things that you had to navigate in this season like the list would be like long and for some people really long and it doesn't feel like we're living in particularly good growing conditions for like relationship with God right now. And um, when I was uh, 20, I lived in Spain for five months and I didn't go to church there. And I came home after five months, not even sure if I really had been ever saved and if I'd just been living a lie the whole time and we're well on in five months so if you are surviving with your faith intact, I think that's such a good thing. And if you are growing even like a little bit in intimacy with God in this time, I think you are a miracle and God hears you and he sees you and he's got you. So if you have like started off these 21 days and even if you've missed a few, like, oh my goodness, I don't care. All I care about is if you have been growing closer to God in this time, I care about you knowing that that is so incredible and well done and keep going. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and I would even encourage you guys, uh, this is something that Cooksey and Jamie are like, like I said last week, beating the drum on. It's like, write down the things that God spoke to you. Write down the encounters you've had with God. Write down the prayers that you prayed like that maybe you haven't even seen an answer for yet because you're going to have a document when God shows up and answers those prayers to look back and say, like, look at the ways that God has come. Look at the ways that his kingdom has come. So I would encourage you guys like, yes, to, and amen to what Crixie said. Well done. We're so encouraged by these past 21 days. And also like write everything down, write it all down, write down the encounters, write down the wins, write down the misses. It's like, it's okay to grieve before the Lord and say like, I only did two of these and I'm hungry for more of you. Like, just come as you are before God and write everything down. That's what I have to say. That's awesome. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And we'll catch you next time. And yeah, we've done prayer for three weeks. It might be something different next week. So we'll catch you then. Thanks for listening to this episode of the House of Learning podcast. 
This podcast is produced by At Jesus Church College, based at Westside At Jesus Church in Portland, Oregon. AJC College trains and mobilizes the next generation of kingdom leaders through an accredited four-year degree in biblical studies with an emphasis on leadership and formation. We combine classroom learning with mentoring and ministry apprenticeship for a third of the cost of traditional college. To find out more, go to ajccollege.org or follow us on Instagram to find out if this is where God could be calling you to explore your calling. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review, subscribe, and share it with someone. And if you have a question you'd like us to chat about, please let us know. You can email us at podcast at ajccollege.org. If you can, send us a 20-second audio recording saying who you are and where you're from, along with your question, and we'd love to include it in a future episode.